Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. Try Nuvex First Defence Nasal Spray. Now $11.99 at Chemist Warehouse. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Yes, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ Tuesday the 15th of March and it's just after 6 o'clock here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Coming up on the show, we're going to talk some NFL because, you know, you heard the news. Tom Brady, he never retired anyway. The seven-time Super Bowl rings uh, winner, 624 touchdowns, over 84,000 passing yards. Oh, he's the GOAT, and he's back, announcing he will come back and go again for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Last year, 43 TDs for 5,300 passing yards, going close to getting that MVP off Aaron Rodgers. Get this stat. Last nine years, last nine seasons, loses a playoff, comes back next year, wins Super Bowl. Loses a playoff, comes back, wins Super Bowl. I'm no betting man, wink wink, but everything's falling into place and the things are aligning and he's going to go back with Gronky and potentially get another touchdown. Anyway, we're going to chat to uh, Nick Wiltz out of the United States. He's out of Tampa Bay and he's a journalist over in Tampa Bay. He's going to come on and bring some energy and, well, have a wee chat about this. Tom Brady's over in the UK. He just watched Manchester United... Um, beat Tottenham over in Man U, and uh, we'll have a chat to Nick Wiltz about that. Big, big news. And then following that, we're going to keep on the UK theme. Harry Simeo, our EPL specialist expert. We haven't spoken to him for a while. We're going to get him on and have a chat because yesterday the the game of that game that was called the game of shame, Newcastle versus Chelsea. 
Uh, dubbed the game of shame. Obviously, what's going on in Saudi Arabia? 81,000. Uh, 81. Find Victor and Parker Rabard Black XS100 mil for only 89.99 at Chemist Warehouse. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Baz is off to the IPL, and we've got Tony Kemp in the house with Louis Herman Watt. But we'll keep you up to date with how um, our skip, Baz McCullen, is going. We've got to get a wee update. Hopefully he's doing all good as he goes over and coaches KKR to hopefully go one better and, and bring the title home. We're going to have a wee chat about the news. Tom Brady, best comeback in sports? I don't know. Did he really retire? Did he really even want to go out? I know there was lots of uh, you know, little conversations out there about his family, Giselle, putting the pressure on and, you know, he is getting older, old and getting late into his age, and, and he's moving on a wee bit. But when he retired, he still had game. He was still leading the NFL in stats. Uh, like I said before, 42 touchdowns, only 12 intercepts, over 5,000 passing yards, um, you know, pretty much carrying the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to the playoffs, going down against the eventual winners, LA Rams. Um, look. So I'm not surprised he's come back. He's come back and said he just didn't feel right. He felt like he still had more to give in the game. Um, sitting in the stands, he thought it was his place to be to watch the game. But no, he wanted to be out there with his mates, out there with his brothers. So he's gone back for another season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know, Kempe, you'll be a, you'll be a NFL fan, mate. You, what, what's, what's your first take on the news about Tom Brady coming back and having another crack? Yeah, I'm sort of always wary about, um, you know, players on the comeback and, you know, whether they've overstepped the mark and you, you sort of take away the light that's been shining on them, especially someone like Tom Brady that can't do nothing wrong. But, you know, if there's anyone that can make mm. another comeback and and go on and, and live the fairy tale and win another NFL premiership, you, you've got to say it's Tom Brady. So, um, yeah, man, I've been, a, I've been a keen NFL fan. You know, when I, when I first... Um, started playing first grade football. Uh, my coach Alan McMahon mm. at Newcastle would would roll off the reels of you know the great Vince Lombardi and the Green Bay Packers and all those you know those those voiceovers on the TV to to give us some motiva- motivation. So um, ever since then, I've always watched what's happened in Green Bay. Yeah, I've really stuck in my head since then um, as a t- as one of the teams to follow. So yeah, Tom Brady coming back. I, th- I think one of the yeah, you know, the storylines of the ne- of the next NFL season is is Tom Brady probably taking this team to the to the next level and and again possibly another Super Bowl, mate. Wouldn't that be a, wouldn't that be a story in itself? Do you reckon? That's what I want to hear from you on the text machine. Do you reckon with this news that Tampa Bay could potentially go and push for a Super Bowl uh, title this year? Text us on double eight double three because when they lost him. Um, they had no chance. They had no chance. So uh, this obviously will strengthen those credentials. And like I said before, his last nine years, they lose a playoff, they win the Super Bowl in the next year with Tom Brady at the helm. So huge, huge news. And another bit of exciting news, if you're a Steelers fan, Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky has signed for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, obviously with Ben Rossberger going down. They've got a quarterback. Can he... Can he turn the helm and get them back to playoff contention? I know he was uh, drafted number one a few years ago to the uh, Chicago Bears. 
and uh, we'll watch those news unfold. But that was our little NFL update. Remember, after 7 o'clock, we're going to have a chat about the NFL to Nick Wiltz from Tampa Bay about that news. That's enough from me. Coming back, we're going to get over to Louie with our loveracing.nz update. But before then, we're going to chat to Aroha. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. SCNZ 26 away from 7am this morning. Gee, there's a lot going on around the world. Reflecting on the Tom Brady news over in Tampa Bay, the players' final round on a Tuesday morning or a Monday morning in America because of the gnarly weather that I've had at TPC Sawgrass in Florida there as well. Uh, we've got the Indian Wales tennis tournament going on, some Premier League football up after 9 o'clock. We'll talk to Harry Simeo about that. And, well, Formula One, Drive to Survive is out, and the season is only a week and a bit away, and there's a lot of pressure mounting about whether they should be racing in Bahrain at the moment. Um, yeah, seems to be sport is certainly, definitely not immune to controversy and being tied into political uh, reckons in 2022 obviously we've known that for a long time but it just seems to be popping up a story a day at the moment anyway loveracing.nz your home for everything thoroughbred racing news reviews previews the lot head to loveracing.nz and uh, I said it's all about the three-year-olds this weekend Daggy good weekend of racing at Trentham we've got the Oaks and the Levin Classic so this this the calendar had been slightly modified so that these races are on the same day and we're lucky for it because, man, this is a, a ripping card. So the Oaks is all about the staying fillies. The fillies getting up over 2,400 metres. And self-obsession has declared herself extremely hard to beat here. And this filly has got an amazing story about her. Her dam, her mum, dropped dead at her birth. And Mark Baker at Hallmark Stud literally fed her, milked the, took the milk out of the uh, the mare and f- bottle fed her for the first 24 hours of her life took her down matched her up with a mare from Waikato stud that had lost her foal and they rubbed the filly in her um, scent and you know this doesn't always work but the mare luckily took to the filly and this is now self-obsession who's a well the favorite for a group one oaks and and she is an amazing filly for david price Uh, trained by Jamie Richards. A really cool story here of survival, to be honest. The Perfect Pink, Ballon Rouge, Belletrix Black, Glory Bound, Achieve, Mustang Valley, Lee Villy, Flash Mary. Man, this is going to be a good addition. Aspen, Colorado, there's so many chances in the Oaks. But for me, a a self-obsession can kind of replicate what she's been doing. She's going to be so hard to roll. She just is a big staying filly, has a lot of grit and determination, and I suppose you would if that was your start to life, wouldn't you? Um, and in the Wellington Seamarket uh, Levin Classic, this is for the three-year-olds as well, but it's for the shorter, the shorter distance. It's the 1,600 metres, the mile. Um, this is a great race. Imperatries on the bubbles, Field of Gold, Seamus. Field of Gold won't be... There, Seamus, I wish I win, Miss Ella. I don't know if Miss Ella is still on track there. Blissful Bell, Nest Egg, 
Um, but it's all about the Tiako runners and, and the Alan Sharrock runner for me. Imperatry is on the bubbles and Seamus, they are going to be extremely hard to get past. And Seamus was on that derby path, remember? But Al said, I don't think he's going to get the trip. Let's freshen him up and have a crack at the mile. He's won there in huge fashion before Kempe. Seamus has got to be a red hot shot. Yeah, look, I was down there too when Seamus won uh, last start at Trentham. And he's paying good money. He's at the moment $7, I think he is, in the future. So um, Stanley boys would be pretty excited about making the trip down this weekend. And, you know, what a race. On the oh, mate, on the bubbles was a special when he last last week at Trentham, mm. so uh, you know backing it up back down at Trentham, yeah, Ooh. we know it's ready, but I just yeah. How's this for a bit? Alan's got him firing, mate. If Alan's if Alan's all happy, is he? And we can get the word from Mister Sharrick that uh, Seamus is going to be there and going to be a happy horse. Two dollars forty a place feels like overs. There's no way he's going to be two dollars forty on on the day a place. Yeah, two dollars forty. Good money. I saw, I saw that down the bottom of the page there. So, um, yeah, well, no, we'll have a chat to Al later on in the week and, and see what the bully is. Um, our our mayor, Cinerama, should be going down there too. Um, so we'll find out what he thinks uh, his stable can do down there at Trentham this weekend. Any, beautiful, beautiful. Any advice? What about Aspen? Sorry, Louis. No, you're right. Sorry, Louis. Um, what about Aspen, Colorado? I know um, Bears backed him. Uh, tipped them the other week. Uh, is, that, is that Graham Richardson? That his name is? Yeah, yeah. So Aspen, Colorado, she's the filly um, that Kylie backs, owns, and bought, the grey filly. Um, Richie and Rogan, yep, they train her. She's been awesome, mate. She just looks like a stayer. She just looks like she'll stay all day. Mm. She's um she she's run a couple of really nice races. She's won two starts ago. That's when Baz didn't back her, and she won at $14.80. Mm. <laughs> and then she ran a big fourth <laughs> in the Little Avondale Lowland start. Uh, Lowland Stakes behind Self Obsession, so she's going to be right there. And I don't know what sort of money you're getting for her place, but could not the worst. I think the one that's really exciting to watch is Achieve. Achieve. Remember, I went out to the sales, mm. and I, there was that mm. lot ten, that yeah. Savabil out of the dam, the Achiever. Yeah. Well, the reason that look this family can just this family, honestly, um, it's got the chosen one, the perfect pink. Like that, they're such a well-related filly, and she ran a huge third last start, and I think she'd be over the odds at the moment. That would be the one outside self-obsession I'd be having an each way play on, Daggy. Mm, mm. I'm a bit stuck. I'm a bit stuck because I, I love the pink, you know, I love the perfect pink. Excuse and me? it's given me a lot of uh, ah, oh yeah. Sorry boys, but you know what I mean. You just get your mind out of the gutter. Oh, I know Louis. exactly what I you mean. I love the perfect pink. <laughs> I love the perfect pink. She's got me paid many and many a times, but just that last one when uh La Creek blitzed her and, and blitzed her home and uh didn't get her to get up or kind of fell away from it. So I'm a bit on the fence there with Perfect Pink and South Procession, uh, to be honest, at the Oaks. But we'll have a little look around throughout the week and maybe have to have a multi-up with Seamus somewhere along the line. Anyway, mate. Mate, can you, can you find something there, else so other than Seamus? <laughs> can you find something else other than yeah? Seamus to go with Perfect Pink? <laughs> Do I stop it? Ah, Don't be like that. Mate, if you, if, you get on, if you get on On The Bubbles, I'll be over the moon. I <laughs> oh, don't do that to Smithy's son. Don't do that to Jared. That's <laughs> go, go, that you can't, Kimby. You can't get Izzy off you onto someone else. That's not he. Look, I reckon Daggy's about to have a big weekend on the punt. I can just feel it. I need it, mate. I need it. I need it. It's been horrible lately. It's been horrible. I'm about to give up. But hey, what about this? Cam Smith of Australia. He's leading 
the Players' Championship. Yes. You might potentially go on and win it. The big Moulet from, from Aussie. So we'll keep you up to date with those scores. But right now, give us a call. We're going to get you paid. It's Quizzy Dag time. Call us 0800-150-811. Kempi's got some clothes for you today. <laughs> Have you, Kempi? <laughs> give us a call. 0800-150-811. Back soon. It's Quizzy Dag. A quiz for the ages to prove yourself. The quiz master, the is master, stay with me. Or oh, this might be an absolute disaster. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, if you think you got what it takes, give us a call on 0800 150 811. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Time to get someone paid. It's quite funny that you can hear little Baz's little giggle in the background. Hey, Bazza. Hope you're well, mate. Good to hear your voice. Get a wee update how he's going. Anyway, time to get someone paid. We're going to go to Lane. Good morning, Lane. Uh, good morning, Wayne. Good morning, Lane. Hello. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Morning. We got our Lane on the phone. Who we got, Keza? Uh-oh. <laughs> Yeah, oh, like, well, uh, hey Elaine, uh, how you going? Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you guys. You good? You got him, Elaine. Hey, Izzy, we, ah. we've got Lane. We got Unfo- no one. Oh, are you there? Oh, you got Lane. Yeah, we've got Lane. You yeah. don't have Lane. Okay. Well. Nah. Well, hey, is, you there, boy? Yeah, no one. Uh, hey, we're here, Lane. You just Lane. You just park yourself for. <laughs> just stay there. You just stay there. Well, Izzy, this, how's Quizzy Dad gonna work if you can't hear Lane? <laughs> I can't hear late. He's, like he's like a kid in a court. He's like a kid at school that's just been caught out. He's folded his arms, he's <laughs> rolled back to the window. He's I'm like, angry. I'm disappointed. <laughs> Come on. I, oh, I can hear him. I can hear him now. Lane. Yo. Are you there, Lane? Oh, yeah, there you go, brother. Kids are just probably got to bring him over. That's right. I'll deal with him later. How are you, brother? <laughs> <laughs> Clean hands, today. Question number one. Question number one, bro. Here we go. Which nation won their first ever Women's Cricket World Cup game yesterday? Uh, Five. Four. <laughs> bang. Bang, bang, Lulu. Lulu's gone away. Bang, bang, Lulu. That's the best clue you're ever going to get. Four. Oh, no. Three. Um, two. Bang. One. Oh, no, I'm nil, mate. Oh, no. I've just woken up. I wasn't expecting the first call either. All good, fella. All good. Thanks so much. Who we got next? Because I don't know. John. 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 Okay, John. How are you, John? You all right, boys? How are you going, boys? You all right? How are you? Yeah, good. Which nation? Which nation won their first ever women's cricket World Cup game yesterday? South Africa. No. No, no. It wasn't South Africa. Sorry, John. Sorry, John. We're going to go to Richie. Morning, Richie. Morning, Izzy. This is the best one ever. Morning, Richie. Which nation won their first ever women's cricket World Cup game? Bangladesh. <laughs> oh, bang, 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 bang. Hold <laughs> well on. 
Question number two. How many days did Tom Brady retirement last? 40. Good man. Good man. Question number three. Which European city yesterday revealed a bid to host the next America's Cup? Five. Barcelona. Oh. Oh, that is cool. Bang, bang. Richie. Richie's Richie. on fire, mate. How many medals did New Zealand win in the Winter Olympics? Para- Paralympics. Paralympics? Oh, Paralympics. Four. Paralympics, sorry, mate. Four. Well done. He's on fire. Question number five to take it home. Who did Danny Hayes play? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> who did it, Who did Danny Hayes play in the EPL for? Which club? Leeds. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Richie, Richie, Richie. Well done. Well done. Well Good done. Boy. Congratulations, mate. Stay tuned. Yes, Louis will give you a wee tip later on in the morning because I can't tip tip top, but that's okay. And that was my <laughs> nah. fault, actually. I think, I, I think our bu- I think my studio was on, on the bubbles. You going on the bubbles? Yeah. So if you stay away from on the bubbles, <laughs> mate, mate, he's off Seamus. He's hopping on on the bubbles. It's like a, sh- it's like, it's like a short straw. Who has oh. to have Izzy on their tip? <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here, Richie. Have a good day, mate. Three days, Izzy. Later. <laughs> hey, Izzy. And I think my studio was on another. <laughs> I was about to say, hey, Izzy, Kiz, Kiz, is there anything <laughs> that you, you would oh, like? You should see Kiz's face, Izzy. He is like, hey, mate, if, if you were in here, but do you know be, what? Do you want to know what? Handbags. Do you want to know what? I don't touch this thing when I leave. So someone's obviously gone on. You, you, you've people George in the back room. It's trying to spy on me. They've gone on and changed it. So that's why it was on another station. But that's all right. We're back. I'll well deal done. with you later, mate. Well done, Richie. <laughs> 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 we're actually probably due awesome. for some more um, impressions from uh, kids. Maybe Friday Impressions Day, we'll get a Kempi, we'll get a, a Daggy. <laughs> we're probably due for it. We could actually get him to record a whole skit. We'll workshop that one in the background. It is seven away from seven this morning. Talking any foul. Up after 7 o'clock. The Players' Championship will give you an update of how that's going. Sam Pinfold and Cam Smith on the charge. Up after this, Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Kempe, Daggy and Louie here. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. SCNZ, Baz Izzy for breakfast. So Cam Smith leads uh, Russell Knox. So Cam Smith's going to be putting to go 11 under for the day. He's on the fourth at the moment. Um, we've got Paul Casey, Kevin Kistner all chasing Lahiri as well. Izzy, you'll love this. Kempe, you're, you love golf. Um, you'd be such a respectful no. and you'd be <laughs> such a good, just nice, easy guy to play I hate with. golf. You'd follow all the, the <laughs> protocols. I and can't wait to have a game with Izzy because apparently Izzy likes to walk around with a, you know, he's one of those guys that puts the, p- whacks the ball off the tee, puts, picks a tee up and puts it in his mouth because he wants to you know, But I'm the type of bloke that likes to banter on the on the thing and put Izzy off. When you're not, you know, they call that golf. I'm, you see oh, no, it, right? I like banter. Yes, you used to get up right, like banter, right up my nose, like silence. You know how they put the sign up? No one talk. It's like, nah, man, yeah. this is the best place to talk is when they're hitting the ball. You can try and put them off so you can slice it and miss it. Yeah. And um, Did you yeah. not hear bears, bro? I've got the worst etiquette in golf. 
I like to walk around just about when you're about to putt. I'll go walk up behind you. I'll give you a little tap on the bum. You know, I'm all about just having a bit of banter on the golf course, brother. Let's have a hat. Let's have a hat soon. Oh, I'm gonna... Lord, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm running yeah. off you. Apparently, you can oh. walk onto any golf course in New Zealand without pain. So, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate. Always pay. Always pay, mate. Always. <laughs> hey, I'm going to go have a hat this afternoon, actually. It's been a while. And uh, I've got a wee golf comp coming up with a couple of my Hawks Bay lads that I need to prepare for. Hawks Bay v Auckland and the mighty, mighty lead in my first time planning it too. So I need to get some practice in. Anyway, coming up, we're going to talk to Nick Wise out of Tampa Bay about the Tom Brady announcement. Huge, huge news. But before then, I'm craving a McCafe about now. My family should bring one very shortly. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ Tuesday the 15th of March and it's just after 7 Ooh, Cam Smith one of the good guys in the PGA and on the golf stage and well he's leading by one shot one shot one shot over Knox and Lahiri Paul Casey he's 8 under will keep you up to date throughout the morning they are 3 holes in on their final round uh, coming up in the next hour, coming up in the next hour, we're going to talk to Harry Simeo, our man out of the UK, talking all things EPL. Newcastle v Chelsea dubbed the game of shame yesterday. Chelsea getting up 1-0. And where we chat to our man Harry Simeo, he's absolutely one of the greats of soccer and football chat from out of the UK. So looking forward to that one. And following that, we're going to chat to Richie Blackmore, talking all things league and lots going on with the Warriors. Lots of injuries been plagued. They obviously heard Kempe's comments yesterday. Got everyone gone. And a text machine. A couple of his mates firing him a few text messages as well. And then we're going to talk some lawn chat. Because yesterday, the lawn of the year was named and Simon Slade of Christchurch was the winner. And he's going to come on and share some of his insights. And what is he doing? Fertilise and what he I think he mows it four times a week. <laughs> oh, we. A lot of, lot of admin. Anyway, right now we're going to talk about Tom Brady. Let's not pretend Tom Brady isn't one to embrace the drama. The guy came back from the dead in a Super Bowl, has been suspended by the NFL, and is still called the GOAT in all in one breath. So did you really think he'd retire on Instagram? Well, obviously not. Tom Brady is back, baby, and the Tampa Bay Bucks are running it all the way back with the 44-year-old at the helm, Nick Wise is a local legend in the Tampa Bay radio scene. He dominates the airways for 95.3 WDAE, and he has just finished his show today. Let me guess. What did you just do for three hours on, on the show, Nick? Good morning. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me on. It was uh, it was literally four straight hours of nothing but Tom Brady. Uh, we didn't talk anything else other than Tom Brady. It's definitely a, a great day in Tampa Bay. I mean, Tom Brady is, you know, he's a legend and he's the GOAT, we call him, the greatest of all time. And we're happy to have him back on this team. There were so many question marks for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and uh, quarterback, and, and, and now there's not. We have Tom Brady. You got Tom Brady back. Was was this a shock? Did you think you were potentially going to have to go find another quarterback? Or did you picture this actually coming back and, and going again for his 23rd season? 
I didn't think he was going to come back. I mean, when Tom Brady does something, it's very calculated, and you think that, okay, he made the decision, he's gone. But it was a weird retirement, right? It kind of came out of nowhere, and then all of a sudden he's like, no, I didn't mm. retire. And then a day later he's like, okay, I am retiring. So it was all kind of weird. Um, so I'm a little bit surprised that he came back. You know, we, we were kind of talking about it today. Like, did he go off and do family life? And he was like, you know what, the kids, <laughs> the wife – it's not for me. I got to go back to work. That or you know, he he saw gas prices and he's like, "Look, I got to put gas in my boat. I, I got to get back to work." <laughs> He'll never have to work again. Tom Brady's got the keys to the city wherever he goes, mate. Do you, yeah, like if you think a bit deeper, do you think he got the support? Because I, I got the feeling that his he was kind of forced. Not for my, that's probably half worth to say, but like kind of led down the retirement uh, line with his family. Giselle obviously putting the pressure on a wee bit. Do you feel like she kind of had time away with him and kind of uh, just took a, a bit of pressure off him? Do you think she was one of the reasons he retired? I, I do, well, I do think that she was a, a big part of the reason why he retired. Like she was, you know, she doesn't mm. like seeing him get hit. It's definitely a brutal game on the body. And I think that, you know, she was ready to – There was there's many quotes of her saying, like, is this going to be a Tommy night or is this going to be a family night? Meaning, like, he's constantly watching game films, studying, and, and during the season <laughs> and even outside of the season, his whole life is football. So, uh, American football. And, and so, you know, it's it takes up his entire life. And so she, I think she kind of wanted him to just be the family man. And, look, I think he took five weeks off, and I think he just kind of changed his mind. And he thought, look, I'm in great shape. I can keep doing this. And he's back at doing it. Now, the one thing that gave me a glimmer of hope that he might come back, he put out a clothing line called the Keep Going Tour. And he put this clothing line out on his website like a week after he retired. So it didn't really make any sense for him to put out a clothing line if he didn't, you know, have some sort of idea that he was coming back. So – at the end of the day, yes, surprised it happened. Um, and, and it's kind of funny when the news broke, uh, you know, being on sports radio, I should be the first one to know. But I actually was having dinner with my wife, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to have dinner without the cell phone today. And so we ate dinner. I come back to my phone to all kinds of missed calls. And my boss is like, did you see what happened? And I'm like, no, what's going on? And he goes, Tom Brady's back. And, you know, and everyone's freaking out. And I'm like, get out of here. No, he's not. And so the sports radio guy in Tampa Bay, the last one to know, that, that, that's not good. you got to be the first one to know. But that's how it happens. <laughs> Nick, Nick how, how did the Bucks, um play this whole process? You know, there must be some good feeling about this whole thing, about this 100-year-old bloke coming back to play another season. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, look, there's definitely a good feeling that he's coming back. Yes, he, he is older, but he, he doesn't play like an old man, you know? Like, he takes such good – uh, you know, he treats his body so great. Everything he eats is great. Like, he takes care of himself. So, yeah, the, the Bucks mm. are definitely healthy and happy. And they went from a team that, you know, probably wasn't going to be in the playoffs, and now they're going to be one of the Super Bowl favorites. So, you know, this is huge for not just the Buccaneers, but this entire area. He definitely brings uh, an entire vibe to a city. It, it, it's Some people here believe that their home value has gone up because of Tom Brady. It's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> I'm not making that up. People That's, really think that. It's called the Tom Brady effect. It, wow. 
so so good. What about the publicity of uh, event that, that went on over in the UK? Obviously, him being at Manchester United, watching Cristiano Ronaldo. Was that was that all part of the plan? Was that all timing? Because I know they've got the same agents, if, if I'm right, um, Cristiano and and Tom Brady. But was that all part of the announcement? Him being over there with with Manchester. Yeah, I mean, look, I said that. I said that on the show today. I said, I guess we all owe Cristiano Ronaldo a thank you. Like, he must have said <laughs> something to him. And and there is a video of the two of them going viral where yeah. Ronaldo asks him, you know, are you done? And he, he kind of, like, hesitates and basically says, like, yeah, that's the question I don't really know the answer to. You know, and he also went on the, on his radio show that he does and said that he would never close the door. So he – it all was really weird. Like, it didn't feel like a full retirement, but then, so it's not, like, super surprising that he came back, but at mm. the end of the day, it is surprising that he came back. You know, it, it's really weird. Um, but happy that he's back, you know, and it, it's great. Yeah, love it. Love it. Love having him back in the NFL. I couldn't believe when he actually retired because last year's stats uh, were like that of someone that was close to getting an MVP. So, do you feel his last nine seasons have been this? They miss out in the playoffs. The following year, they win the Super Bowl. They miss out in the playoffs. The following year, they they win the Super Bowl. Are you an omen, man? Can you see something? Have you already envisioned it? That back, yeah, the mean, look, are back yeah. where they belong? <laughs> if, the, if the trend continues, yeah, they're going to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> and I think that he is a guy that... You know, he wants to retire a Super Bowl winner. So that's why it was really weird to see him go out in his last game not winning. It just it didn't really make sense. So, I look, I think he's got unfinished business, and, and I think that's why he's coming back, and, and he wants that he wants that eighth ring, one for every finger. He's just going to be missing the thumbs, I guess. <laughs> and the toes. He'll be around. He'll be, he'll be furnishing those toes too, I reckon. Hey, Nick, um, so the movement, the, the quarterback movement on the back of Tom Brady, what's going on in the market? Well, with Tom Brady, you know, back here in Tampa Bay, now the, the next mystery is who's going who's gonna to sign Deshaun Watson. You know, that was a lot of the talk mm. here. Would, would the Tampa Bay Buccaneers make a move on Deshaun Watson? Uh, he's not going to be charged in criminal court, so now that's the discussion. Where is he going to go? And, and there's a lot of belief that he's going to land in this division against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, whether it's with the New Orleans Saints or the Carolina Panthers. So that's, that's the next big story after Tom Brady right now. Mm, Deshaun Watson, he's big. He'd be a good pick. I thought he was good for the um, Texans. Obviously, a lot of off-field issues, but he's got game. So wherever he goes, he's gonna um, do it well. Let's talk about is Gronky back? I know that that Gronkowski, uh, Tom Brady, the the combination that is 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 Gronky coming back with with Brady? Are they a double signing? Yeah, I think I, he hasn't officially signed yet, but I, I think he's going to be coming back. He's been working out at the facility. <laughs> And uh, we have this festival called the Strawberry Festival, and, and Gronk was up on stage dancing with the country singer uh, that was performing over the weekend and, and just being <laughs> Gronk, you know. So, yeah, I, I see him back here. they got to work things out money-wise, but I, I don't see him playing anywhere else. You know, he loves himself some Tom Brady. So I think they're both going to be back, and uh, this team is, is going to try to make another run at the Super Bowl. Beautiful, beautiful. We appreciate your time, Nick Wise, out of – Tampa Bay, thank you so much, mate. We appreciate you talking about Tom Brady and the, the latest news. He isn't retiring. He's coming back for his 23rd season, and hopefully, well, Nick's hoping that they get Tampa Bay back to where they belong, winning another Super Bowl ring, mate. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it.
There he is, Nick Wise, out of Tampa Bay radio scene. He is on the airways for 95.3 WDAE. And he's just finished his show, and he was up and about because Brady's back. And whenever Brady's back, they've got a chance. Without no QB, that is their spine. It is like a seven, a hooker, six, seven, and a fullback in the competition. So great to have a chat to him, Nick Wise, out of Tampa Bay. Louis, good get, mate. No, all good, man. And look, that, there's something in that interview which I cannot quite grasp, and I'm trying to work out what the New Zealand uh, comparison is. People in Tampa Bay think their property prices are, have gone up because he That's has correct. come back out of retirement. <laughs> like, I want to know, is the Remuerin property market so hot that when Bodie Barrett moved in up the road there, uh, it didn't even <laughs> matter? Like, or, or, you know, when, when Tony Kemp sells his mansion and Ponsonby moves up to Kerry Kerry, does the floor come out of the Ponsonby property market? Like, who is... When Richie McCaw finally leaves Merivale or wherever he lives, does the bottom come out of the market? Like, who is the New Zealand comparison? Who's the biggest... The, the person that lives next to Willie Apiata? Are you guys worried ah, about your property got- market? <laughs> We got we got tall poppy over here, mate. They'll be doing everything in their power to pull them down. They won't be pumping them up like that. No way. And what do you no think? Is, what, do you, what, what do you think is he's got like fourteen paddocks outside his house? He doesn't want a neighbour. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want neighbours, mate. I've got two neighbours, and oh, they're rowdy enough. I tell you that. Uh, but nah. No way. Don't want any neighbours. <laughs> well, you wouldn't have the cows to deal with then, or the cattle. Like, so there's, you know, <sighs> what's worse? Like I was thinking about the the Tom Brady effect. Like it's not that he's playing his twenty third season; mm. it's his twenty third preseason. You know what I mean? Mm. It's showing up, walking into, you know, another changing room, and the boys. Imagine how many lives he's changed by walking into the preseason changing room. Yeah. When players are thinking, yeah. this guy walking in here, he's gonna make. He's going to make me. He's actually it's not mm. not not the price of Tampa Bay property going up. What about the price of the contracts of the blokes sitting next to them going up? You know, yeah. every player in that roster will be going. Thank yeah. you, Lord, for letting Tom Brady yes. come here. You know, that's yeah. it's ama- it's amazing. He's he's honestly everywhere. Not only I don't think it's the public in Tampa Bay, mate. I think the Tampa Bay team, the Bucks, they'll be sitting there going, just rubbing their hands together, going, "That's my next ten years sorted." Thank you very much, Tom. Yeah. Yeah, you're so right. You're so right because there's always that thing like Mike Evans. He's on the on the outside. Um, they've got Donovan Sue and they've got heaps of players in there that before Tom went there never won a Super Bowl. Hadn't even been coming close to winning a Super Bowl. Tampa Bay Bucks three or four years ago were horrible, horrible. Always losing. They had Jameis Winston at not at quarterback. He could throw thirty thousand CDs and do something. <laughs> yeah, two. Uh, yeah, intercepts and do one good thing. You know, a, a time so. Four years ago, Tim Bay, horrible team. Now their value, their valuation as a, as an organization would have been tripled. He's won them Super Bowl. He's changed lives. So that Tom Brady effect is well and truly real. And um, yeah, you, I think you're right, Louis. He, he that was obviously a, a tongue in cheek comment from him, but it would be right the way he has changed Tampa Bay to to what they are known on the world map right now is huge. And and he has a taste for the drama, like. 
you know, mm. let's not pretend that Tom Brady isn't extremely narcissistic. <laughs> like he is. Like he's he's done. He's he's got a massive ego. He he is like he completely. He looks he looks at himself through the lens that the public looks at himself. I'm certain of it because he put out this Tom vs. <laughs> Time documentary. He put out the Man in the Arena. Arena. He absolutely knows his value on the world stage. And like, I'm not mm. necessarily saying that with a negative connotation at all. I know narcissism has that, but it's more like he understands that his life is pretty much a movie at this stage. And in doing things like this, I'm certain, I am certain that he knew he was going to come back before he retired, is he? I'm certain of it. Like, it's not like, it's mm. not like this. I, I think everything he does is played out and I think it's methodical and, um, and I don't even hate it. I think it's good for the game. Like it gets more headlines, more eyeballs. Look, we're doing an interview about it this morning, so he's got us hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> yeah, he has, he has, mate. And uh, before we shoot off, can I ask what you guys were jumping up and about before? Oh. You kind of put me off, and I was like, "What's happening? What have I missed there? What have <laughs> I missed there?" Louis having Louis having a shocker, mate. You know, like he's he's got he's got ADHD. <laughs> he cannot sit still, and he's he's trying his hardest to put me off. Anyway, was, I'm watching the, the you know you've got 44 TVs in the studio here, and Cam, Cam Smith is on one of them. And Louis watching. He drains us 20-foot part. Because Louis does 10 things at once. So he lifts his head up and he's looking at the TV and Cam Smith's playing. And then he puts his head down and he's checking the messages and then he's talking to you and then he's looking at me pointing fingers. <laughs> well, anyway, he's looked up and the replays are on for Cam Smith of all the birdies he's played and he's hit this long 40-footer birdie. Here they're showing it again. No, this is live. Oh, this, this is, is live. live. This is live. <laughs> and it's a replay and he's jumping around going, yes, it's another birdie. And I'm going, it's a replay. Is a replay, Louis? Hey, mate, Louis on. He's on one. He's on one today. He hasn't even had a coffee. I love Cam Smith. Oh, oh he hasn't read that one. Pinners, you're not getting a sling for that, mate. Uh, he's 11 under. He's going to par. This will be the first par. He's gone four through four, four birdies, and he's about to par the fifth. Now, I think he can win it, is he? Anyway, after this, Kempi promised us something yesterday as he went on a tirade. He went on an absolute rant. About I did not. You did, and you're about to again, about haircuts in the NRL. Well, he's gone away overnight. He's compiled his list. Double eight, double three. If you've got any nominations, worst haircuts in the NRL, you're about to hear from Tony Kemp. 0800 150 The Kenatire phone line is there. If you are on this crusade with Kempi about haircuts in the NRL, call us. Be part of the brethren, because Kempi's fired up. He's gone to the back fence. He's wound up. He's ready to come at us. Here with the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. It's Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. And the Kennard Tire phone line is there. 0800 150 as well as the Temper Bed Post text machine. Double eight double three. Get in touch with us. Oh, there's so much we need to get through. Um, just hearing Joe, Joe. Just, oh, well, I let can't. Let it go. Uh, let Joe, it go. Joe, let it go. <laughs> you, know, you know, some people have been saying the same same to you, Kimpy. I forgot on, about that. On double eight, double three, about your obsession with NRL players' haircuts, mate. You're just too old. I'll never let that go, mate. I'm, I'm, oh, seriously, when we spoke about it yesterday. I, I have to say, after watching all the football on the weekend, I did see the thought, man, these guys' social media accounts, they're, they're looking at them too often. Um, and they're spending way too many, too, way too many hours at the hairdressers. You know, some of them, like on a, you know, like Ryan Peppenhausen, I reckon spends four. It'd be four hours. Seat, uh, it had to be four hours sitting at a hairdresser's. It's got to be. Did you have a list? You reckon? Oh, you, you look. I do have a list, and I've and I've, and I've been thinking about it because as soon as I seen it, I went, you know, like what would you, 
Well, did in my day, and I, and I remember a young kid coming to school. You know, the Reardons, and one of the boys came to school, and he he um, he had this haircut, and it was sort of like it was perfectly sort of cut around the top of his head, and. We said, "What's that? What's that hair? Man, what's up with the haircut?" And he said, "Oh, it's the bowl cut, mate." And he basically said, "My dad put a bowl on it and cut around the edge of the bowl, you know." And it, and that's what it looked like. So, I thought I thought not only talk about the haircuts, but actually name the haircut. So, the first one I'm going to go to I'm going to go to Sunday's game, Power of Titans, and up front they got a big bloke called Joseph Polo, the front row. Now he's got the hubcap. <laughs> Like seriously, he's taken everything off top, and it looks like it looks like when you pull a hubcap off a, off a car, and on the back he's put the hubcap back on, so he's got a hubcap on the back. So when you're watching Joseph Polo, that that hairstyle, I'm going to name that one the hubcap. Uh, then you go to Jack Whitener. It's not too 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 different, but you know down in Canberra, I'm going to call that the Deliverance. That one, that, that's the Deliverance haircut. That one. Um, you know, Jack, I love Jack Martin. I mean, I'd, He's I'd, terrifying. I'd be, he'd be the exactly. I'm not going to say any more about that. Patrick Herbert, he's going to be your favourite, is he? The perfect pink. I'm going to call that one. Yeah, yeah. And I think Patrick <laughs> Herbert is trying to start a trend. Like, you know how the boys all they all sort of go right. Uh, I have this beer session now. Go and get some peroxide and blonde my hair. I think Patrick mm. Herbert has taken it to the next level. I think he's he's spending four hours a week at a hairdresser's because he's gone for the perfect pink. I couldn't believe it when he ran out. But then the last two, they're my favourites, and these have been around for years. But here he is on the TV <laughs> right now, and he's blow dried his he's blow dried his hair before he's come out and waxed it up. And you know, Karen told me how they do it. Karen's obviously done it because he's a bit of a he's a bit of into this haircut himself. Um, he reckons you just get a lot of gel and you put that in your hair and you put it through the top of your hair and then you blow dry it and curl it with a curling comb, a curling brush. Yeah. And it's and it's, uh, it's called the Joe Dirt. That's Ryan Peppenhausen. It's per- perfect Joe Dirt, like, but it's with a, a curler. He's curled that one back. Um, and then they go back old school, mate, and this guy, he's old school, he's big. Uh, Tino Fosua uh, Molawai, he has taken it back to Huntley. I'm going to call it the T-Bone. <laughs> I'm going to call it the T-Bone after Tawad and Nuko, mate. He has bought back T-Bone's haircut, honestly. And I'm like looking at them going, man, fellas, in the in the day T-Bone owned it because he was the only one that would pull it off. You know, there was no one else who was going to pull off that mullet. Again, he's terrifying. Mate, now you've got one in each team. It's like it's like a competition. It's like, man, who's going to pull off the worst-looking mullet? And to be honest, fellas, you're all pulling it off. Well done. There <laughs> <laughs> we go. Nice. Nice, Kevzy. Good work. I was just, I was having a look at, remember David William, manly wing, uh, winger? He's yeah, that Wolfman. Horrible, they call him the Wolfman. Yeah, yeah, he's that horrible one. Did you play with... um? Johnsy, do you play with Andrew Johns or were you with Johnsy when he dyed his hair full pink? I, I look, I yeah, I did play with um, Joey. He dyed it. Uh, he dyed his. I didn't. Did, I wasn't playing in the game when he dyed it pink. Mate, I'll tell you a little story about that. We had what a, was we, he thinking? Oh, not him. But this is how bad. Like like I said, you know the Kurt Sorensen story yesterday about getting a clip around the ears if you did something here. Yeah. We played with a guy's name was Arnold Kawanti, who's from from Papua New Guinea. Well, he came to training. He came to the game one day. His first game. Um, first game in. First grade, we got caught up to first grade on the wing. You know, he, he's, they, they're all the same, the Papua New Guineans. They're four foot tall, built like pocket rocket ships. <laughs> well, Newcastle, he decided to come to the game with his head dyed red and blue. 
And Alec McMahon, he didn't make it out onto the field with red and blue hair. Alec McMahon got him to go and get get rid of his hair. Got it clipped off. (laughs) Mate, haircuts in those days, they, well, flat top was as bad as it got. Okay. All right, here we go. There's a project for Etienne Thank You. There's a lot of thought that's gone to that, so thank you. Uh, you've got a little homework project over the news break. Uh, I want you to name Izzy Dags haircut. Because um, Corey Jane has a name for it. Um, we'll, we, what, what I want, double eight, double three on the Temper Beard Post text machine. Worst haircuts in rugby league throughout the years, the T-Bone, the Huntley, Tauda Nico. What have you got? What have you got? Trigger Kempe, because he's kind of loving it. It's almost like it's like it's hurting him, but he's kind of got this sick smile on his face. It's almost sadistic. Keep them coming through. Double eight, double three, even better. Give us a call. 0800-150-811. Right now, it's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. CNZ, it is 27 away from 8am. Going to get through a couple of sports news stories very shortly. Um, uh, I can't actually see, there's a bit of dim, I don't know if there's fog in Christchurch. I can't actually see Izzy's face down the camera, so I don't know whether he's bracing himself or grimacing, or I'm not too sure how, how this is going to go, but I did ask Kempe to come up with a nickname for Izzy's haircut. We've got Corey Jane's one there, Jacob. Oh, maybe we don't. But I tell you what, it's a, it's a. You go first, AKA Kimpy. The bowl eagle. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's eagle. it. That's it. <laughs> you want me to? Do you want me to name Izzy's hairdo? Is that what you're you're talking about? Well, you named yeah. everyone else's. Oh, okay. All my right. current hairdo or my past hairdo? What do you want? What do you want? No, I reckon it's. I reckon this covers both, mate. Because you're you're such a with a guy. You know what I mean? You you strike me as a. You know, you love to listen to music and. You, you bust your moves on the dance floor and, and you probably spend a bit of time before you go out putting on your your boots and your leather jacket um, to do it. So oh, there used to be a guy called Puff Diddy. I like that. You know, Puff Diddy he was big, mate. So I reckon what your hairdo reminds me of, Pluff Daggy. Oh, Pluff. <laughs> I think it's called the Pluff. That could be an NFT. Oh, Pluffy. <laughs> Pluff Daggy, I like it. I like it. It's a bit fluff when I get the Dyson out at the moment and give it a little, little puff up. What do you mean um, the Dyson? Are you still curling your hair? And all of your Islander mates, they can call it <laughs> Bluff Daggy. <laughs> <laughs> bluff Daggy. <laughs> Bluffles. Nice man. Um, <laughs> now a Dyson. A Dyson is uh, a vacuum cleaner. It's just like a little. Yeah, pretty. It's, nah, it's a hair. There's a hair straightener that's Dyson mate. And it's uh, it's it's like got seven and one. It's gonna surprise Kimpy. So it's got a curler, a brush, a hairdryer. It's got everything, and it's all in one. And it's called a Dyson hairbrush. I don't know. I'll probably know what it is. See, well, see I, I, mean, I was only joking about that. Know? Like seriously, I was only joking about the Pepperhausen and the mountain time. And, and and Pluff has just told us that it actually happens. Aroha, is that true? Is, <laughs> what, does, is what true? It, I only heard Aroha will know that, and of course, I go. Of course, I know that. <laughs> What do I know? A, a Dyson. A Dyson hair. Oh, um, why are you asking me? Oh, I know why you're asking me. I don't know. Have you seen my hair first <laughs> thing in the one. morning? I look like no, I came I out of a shearing shed. You look lovely. <laughs> no way. It looked very, very straight and 
Yeah, but you'd just come off a plane after 25 hours of doing debaucherous (laughs) things. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's the rumour. Sorry. Touche. Sorry, I'm just new here. Be nice. Right, hey, don't look at me, mate. I wasn't in Sydney. There's no sightings of me in Sydney over the weekend. So, is it? Can you clarify for me? Because you know, brand names are very important. Dyson, a Dyson hair thing. Do Dyson make hair things? I yeah. thought they made vacuum cleaners. They do. They they make vacuum cleaners, but they've brought out this um, hair uh, Dyson little, little device, and it's does he- like six things in one. Yeah. That's what Joe Moody told us anyway. We don't actually know. We, we've got, <laughs> we, none, of us have, none of us have any idea. Thank you, Araha. For nothing. AKA You're welcome. Z, AKA the bald eagle. What does he need a Dyson heat straightener for? Actually, there is one, and it's called a Dyson Corral. Yeah, there you go. And they're very expensive, so they must work. Thank you. <laughs> If we say Dyson I one got more time, because I stole Daisy. Oh right, I was going to say if we say Dyson yeah. one more time, they'll probably people will start thinking we're sponsored, and then we'll have to maybe nah. that, that's one for the sales team to well, chase I up. Am. <laughs> well, I am. <laughs> well, I am. Hey, um, Chelsea. To set to a serious note, the American investment firm tasked with selling Chelsea expects a sale could happen by the end of the month, after positive conversations with the UK government. The BBC is reporting that. This is a very delicate situation. It's actually, obviously, with the war in Ukraine, there's, I mean, the, the ramifications are widespread, including what's happening with Chelsea's staff. Like, they don't actually know if they're going to be paid past a certain date. Mm. The, the club can't make money. Uh, Roman Abramovich 17 is, days. 17 days, is he? Yeah, that, you said that mm. earlier, bang on. And that's it. So this is, this is interesting, you know. Although Dyson Hair Chat is interesting, this is actually interesting. So we'll have to find out a bit about this with Harry Simeo, our football journalist and broadcaster out of the UK. He's coming up after this. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Back to talk Chelsea and all things EPL here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Victor and Parker Rabard Black, XS 100ml for only eighty nine ninety nine at Chemist Warehouse. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Yeah, and it's 16 and a half away from 8 o'clock. As we just mentioned, very interesting times with Chelsea Football Club, a prevalent club in the English Premier League uh, under Russian ownership. Where the story's at, Kempi, I'm not too sure. Yeah, it's always a good time to catch up on it uh, with our football man, Harry Simeo, the day after an Arsenal win, so he'll be fired up loving the Premier League. Um, yep, there's stories galore with a huge cloud of doubt hanging over Chelsea's future as well as plenty of teams facing uncertainty about what is to come on the field. Harry is ripping football journalist, a ripping football journalist and broadcaster, and he's with us on the line now. Hey, has let's start with the big story, mate, about Chelsea. Give us the 101 down in New Zealand from who the owner is and all the sanctions uh, that are on the club and how that affects their staff, mate. Well, first of all, hi, guys. Hope you're all well. Um, yeah, it's it's a big, big story, and it's been kind of uh, rumbling on for a few days now. It's, it's a really fluid situation. I think it's important to note that this is not something that we've really seen before in the Premier League. So a lot of us are still learning as to what the implications are exactly of the sanctions imposed on not Chelsea Football Club, but the club's owner, Roman Abramovich. Um, The club are currently operating under a special licence that's been granted to them by the British government. But there are so many restrictions on that licence. I'm not going to run you through every single one because we'll be here all day, but things like uh, they're unable to sell tickets uh, moving forward. They were unable to even sell match day programmes at the game that they hosted at the weekend. Uh, Their travel budget has been restricted. 
They're not allowed to make transfers. They're not allowed to uh, extend players' contracts. So the, the club is really on its knees at the moment. And I guess from a Chelsea fan perspective, what they're hoping for mm. is that Roman Abramovich and the government can come to some sort of agreement whereby they allow him to sell the club. Because obviously the sanctions, as I mentioned, are not on Chelsea. They're on Roman Abramovich. So the minute Roman Abramovich is no longer the owner, you'd assume that the government will then review everything and lift those restrictions, which are going to make it very, very difficult for Chelsea to operate. But it's it's a, a big story. It's a weird situation, one that we're not used to, but it's one that's changing all the time with a number of potential buyers being linked at the moment. Hey, Haz, it's uh, Izzy here, mate. Great to have you on the show. Uh, hope you have a good summer or good Christmas and New Year period with, with your family. Hey, um, what, what are the people and the fans and, and, and the public, are they sympathetic at all for the club? And, and how, what's their reactions to what's unfolding in front of them? It's been, it's been a weird one, Izzy, because, you know, a lot of people are obviously outraged by the scenes that are, you know, have happening in the Ukraine at the mm. moment. And Roman Abramovich's links to Vladimir Putin are obvious. They've been obvious for many, many years. I think, as a, a purely speaking as a football fan, it's impossible not to be mm. sympathetic towards the Chelsea supporters. You know, if, if it was my club, if someone was kind of threatening my club's existence, I would be, um, you know, really worried and really upset. But at the same time, the Chelsea fans, or a section of the Chelsea fans, if I'm being fair, have really let themselves down by turning up to matches and chanting Roman Abramovich's name during um, the kind of period of, of appreciation for Ukraine. So I think they've that has damaged the, the public opinion of yeah. Chelsea fans, which is a little bit unfair. You don't want to paint them all with the same brush, but that has probably led to perhaps there being less sympathy uh, among the football world than there might have been had that not occurred on a couple of occasions now. Hey, has there's um, there's some news down in this way this morning around American firm reckon they'll have it sold by the end of the week. Have you what's the go um, in that space? Are you aware of uh, anyone putting their hand up and saying they'll take over Chelsea? Well, there's been a few people linked. Um, there's been some uh, American businessmen linked. There's been some British businessmen linked. We were hearing today that a, a Saudi consortium have been linked as well, um, which is. I think is, it could Ooh. potentially be problematic just in that we've seen what happened with Newcastle, how that sale mm. was a problem and, and had to be forced through. And I guess the government would be kind of being a little bit hypocritical if they were to, to allow that to go through because of potential issues that that could bring for them down the line. So it's still a little bit unclear. Chelsea are keeping it really quiet with regards to who's actually the front runner at the moment, but um, as I say, a number of parties linked at the moment. I'd be lying if I if I could say uh, it's going to be X, Y, or Z. It's it's really unclear at the moment. Mm, be interesting to see what unfolds in this news with uh, Chelsea and the potential sale. Uh, talk about the rest of the EPL, mate. Man City could they get tipped up this morning by Crystal Palace? Is there a chance or no hope? Uh, there's a chance. Uh, you've got to remember Crystal Palace went to Manchester City and beat them earlier in the season. But Crystal Palace have been a lot stronger on the road this season than they have been at home. Um, which is, it doesn't really make sense when you consider that Selhurst Park is a really small and compact but atmospheric ground where, uh, you know, in the past they've, they've, had, they've created kind of some shock moments. But I think Manchester City probably beat Manchester, uh, sorry, probably beat uh, Crystal Palace this evening. Um, but of course, then Liverpool 
they travel to Arsenal on Wednesday night, which is another big game in the title race. So the next few days are going to be really important. Been a good few few weeks for your for your Arsenal, mate. Are you are you happy? You happy with where they're at? I'm buzzing. I, I'm really enjoying it. I'm enjoying <laughs> going to the football again. <laughs> I, I'm enjoying going to the football again. I'm not dreading it, and it makes my job a lot better uh, when I get to talk about Arsenal victories. But they're, they're they're a club on the up at the moment. They've they've appointed a young manager. They've given him some time, some leeway when perhaps the noise was would have said, you know. This is not really working. He's he's really done a lot in terms of changing the culture within the club. He's made some big decisions mm. to banish players that we thought were probably untouchable a couple of years ago. Um, he's blooded through a lot of young talent. He's brought in some really exciting young talent. And the whole place just feels like very vibrant at the moment. And as I say, game against Liverpool on Wednesday will be... I don't think it will be fatal to Arsenal's season because it is a game in hand for Arsenal who had a number of games postponed earlier on in the campaign. But what it does do is it gives us a good chance to take a look at Arsenal up against one of the very best and maybe get a better assessment of where this team is in its development. Yeah, mate, just a little bit of left field here. They've been through a, um, a massive, I guess, bit of turmoil, the the EPL and the, the English um, soccer side. With the COVID stuff, and you know, then then we've got the the war and the Chelsea issues and all sorts of going on. Where, where does that where, where does it sit within the country? Like, is there still the passion um, that we've all witnessed through the English game and the English team um, moving through to, to to looking forward to them playing? Is are people still behind the country? Yeah, I think people. I think football is our national sport, so. Football is is really kind of deeply culturally embedded in England, and um, you know it's it's for me it's still right right up there, and it's something that people will always pay attention to. I think what's probably damaged the Premier League was the talk of the Super League, uh, the European Super League that was being proposed um, uh, during last season, because what that did was it showed a lot of the big uh, English football clubs that we thought were quite morally sound and, and, you know, were were in it for the love of the game and were kind of, you know, really protective of the English football culture. The fact that they were all willing to kind of jump ship and join this European Super League, I think it's um, it's damaged the reputation of, of the Premier League clubs. And I think it's driven, actually, a lot of fans here to look at lower league football again. Um, we, we've got a, a really strong tier system. We've got the Premier League, then the Championship, League One, League Two, and then we've got the non-league pyramid as well. And what you're seeing now is you're seeing increased crowds in those games. You're seeing more interest in those games. Um, because I think it's getting to the point now, we're talking about owners and clubs changing hands all the time. It's getting to the point now where it feels more like a business than a sport. And um, mm. and the COVID stuff has, has obviously contributed to that as well. Some of the clubs didn't necessarily treat their fans in the right way during that period, i.e., still not refunding them for season tickets they paid for and then games that they weren't essentially able to attend. So it's, um, yeah, I, I think the public opinion of the Premier League has changed off the back of, of the things that you just mentioned. And um, and they've got some work to do to rebuild that trust for sure. Nice, nice. Harry Simeo out of the UK. We appreciate you as always on the Baz and Izzy for Breakfast show. Thanks so much for your insights and latest information on what's going on in the EPL. 
I'm just going to quickly read you this message from Keza. He's in the back room. He said, Harry's Gunners getting slapped tomorrow. Get up, <laughs> Liverpool. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> let me, let, let, let me respond to that just before I go. Okay. Let me respond to that. I would love it if Arsenal derailed <laughs> Liverpool's title challenge on Wednesday night. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome as always. Thank you so much, Harry Simeo, out of, the, out of the UK. Appreciate you as always, bud. Take care. Cheers, guys. Bye. As and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Great to chat to Harry Simeo out of the UK. Champion as always and giving us the latest on what's happening and what's unfolding over in the EPL. Vossi, that's right. Bulldogs, top eight. Johnsy, where you at, mate, eh? Told you they'll make the eight. That's right. How good, how good. Anyway, before we get off to Aroha and the eight o'clock news, I was just reading Elon Musk has challenged Putin to a single combat fight for Ukraine. 1v1. Elon has called out Putin and <laughs> um, in, uh, Russia to a one-on-one fight. Winner takes Ukraine. Who wins? Give us a text, double eight, double three. Elon take out Putin? Does, yes. K- does Khabib train Putin? <laughs> yeah, interesting. That. Apparently he's a black belt. He's a black belt in judo with Putin, so I'm hoping uh, Elon Musk has built you some sort of that? robot to help him. <laughs> Mate, I saw a video. I saw a video. <laughs> Unless that guy kind of gave up. <laughs> I'd give up too if Putin was fighting me. But anyway, coming up after this, going to talk to Richie Blackmore about the Warriors and the league. Maybe about the Bulldogs making the eight. How good. Anyway, I'm off to track, track down some McCafe coffees right now. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Try New Vic's First Defence Nasal Spray. Now $11.99 at Chemist Warehouse. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. minutes past eight here on Bears and Izzy for breakfast. Tony Kemp in the house with Louis Herman Watt just watching the Players' Championship. Cam Smith, he missed the easy par putt and he's only leading by one shot and he's absolutely sprayed one of his first shots on the par three. So hopefully we'll keep you up to date throughout the morning with what's unfolding at the Players' Championship. Hopefully Cam can get up. I'm a fan of his and if he does Louis's going to put the message out to his caddy to potentially get him on the show tomorrow so looking forward to that but coming up in the next hour we're going to talk to sam simon slade simon slade he won lawn of the year and if you haven't seen that go have a look on uh on the on the internet it's sam slade he won lawn of the year and it is one of the great lawns in new zealand a lot of time and effort going into that so he's coming up at about 8 40 ish we just spoke to harry simio out of uh, the UK of all things unfolding over there in the EPL. Chelsea, uh, Newcastle just playing the game of shame. And uh, Newcastle, uh, Chelsea, with all the sanctions, are uh, running a pretty tight ship at the moment. Not able to make any money. And, well, their players, I think they've got 17 days of, of money left in the kitty before they have got zero dollars. So great to chat to Harry Simeo about that. And then we also spoke to Nick Wise. Uh, out of Tampa Bay about the news that Tom Brady 
Tom Brady is not retiring. He's coming back for another season, his 23rd season for Tampa Bay, and the Tom Brady effect is real. Wherever Tom Brady goes, it turns to gold, and the property prices rise. So maybe he could come down to Christchurch and uh, help our property market out. Anyway, great to chat to him. And the next hour, before we got off to uh, the news with Aroha, and it's great to have her on the show, I just put it out there. Tom, um, Elon Musk has went on Twitter, and he has challenged stepped Putin out. to stepped a out. combat. <laughs> he stepped out Putin <laughs> One out. to a combat fight. One out. We don't know the finer details to it, but let's just say it will be one of the good watches. And whoever wins wins Ukraine. And he's serious. He's dead serious about it. So there you go. That is one thing to hit. And then Grant Allen's coming in. Oh, I won't even read that one out. Oh, Elliot, he's on. He's got his funny pants on this morning. Um, but great to have uh, a show coming up. Hopefully we're going to have a chat to Richie Blackmore. Right now he's on the line. I'm going to throw it over to Kempe to introduce the next great one. Mate, I can't just introduce him. I'm going to need some music, Louis. Hit it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I is. That's my great mate. That's my great mate. Played a lot of Kiwi football with him. This bloke, he's an icon of the game. Played for New Zealand. Won us a game way back in 1995 in the opener of the World Cup. One of those all-time great games <laughs> where we were down by 10 points from Tonga and Richie Blackmore took the ball under his arm and basically carried the whole team, the whole Kiwi team over over the line. Got us up by one point. Um, but yep, he's. Back in New Zealand, selling real estate, making yeah. a killing for Bailey's, I think it is, out out in Karaka, and also stays involved in the game. One of the one of the coaches of New Ze- in the New Zealand market that um, hopefully one day we'll see in the NRL. But just want to say a big shout out and a big welcome to my good mate, my centre, one of the best centres I've ever played with, Richie. Good morning, mate. How are you? There he is, Kempe. Yeah, yeah. Good mate. Hey, thanks for that introduction. I think it would. Geez, I'm I'm not sure if I was. Um, uh, dragging anyone other than yourself uh, uh, forward over the line. <laughs> yeah, mate, I wasn't that bad that day. <laughs> hey, mate, um, just just tell us what are you what are you up to these days? What are you? What are you I know you're selling a bit of real estate. You're still coaching. Still coach. Oh, look, I've, I've, I've parked the uh, queue up on that one at the moment, and um, as I often do, I do a few uh, two three year stints, and then I um, go back to trying to make. Um, a living, and then maybe I get uh, itchy feet and go back again, have another coaching stint. Uh, but at the moment, I've parked up and doing real estate. A lot of people don't really understand no. this, but you, you've got such a wonderful analytical um, brain for the game. What what was your take on the first game, the Warriors, the other day? What was your take on Sean Johnson's return? Okay, um, yeah, gee, look, uh, I always sort of think at the start of any NRL season, you kind of see the best, uh, best and worst of teams. And I thought on the weekend we saw the worst of the Warriors. Um, mm. I wasn't sure or convinced that at the uh, constant noise that they changed their game plan. I thought it was pretty stale. Um, they they lacked, a, I don't know, some um, imagination to their footy. Uh, they looked like they just didn't have the confidence to play uh, uh, an expansive game. So from that point of view, uh, I, I wouldn't give it a pass mark. Sean Johnson, oh, I thought he was nice. Um, he he had some good touches, but um, you know, I, the Warriors have to move away from trying to put so much uh, expectations on players that certainly come in after a year that they, um, they they know they didn't do well and they're, they're 
they're hoping to get more out of their season. Um, and they, they, they're putting a lot of weight on Sean Johnson and, and how he performed. Look, what is he now? He's back in the back 20s and hitting to, is he 30 yet? Yeah, 31, mate. 31, there you go. So he's, he's not that guy that was uh, running around trying to take on a, a, the whole team. Um, so to expect to stand back and see him pull something out of the out of the head as, as, as we've known him to do 10 years ago, um, we've just got to back off and let him play his footy. Hey, Richie, it's Izzy here, mate. Great to have you on the show. Um, just uh, quickly, on, on the Warriors' game plan, I know within the league structures, most sides, they, they play a similar kind of type of game plan. You know, they get the ball, they get the, the, the four deeding up the metres and they do a few black balls and, and go out wide. You'd know a bit more than, than me about how to unfold. What would you like to see from there? What, what style of game plan would you like to see them um, instill into their game come this week? What would, what would Nathan Brown be, be telling the boys? I was, well, look, I've been hoping he's telling them for the last uh, five, six months, certainly over the off-season, <laughs> that um, <laughs> we've got to move away from chasing that structured Australian um, bland footy. For some reason, yeah. we look like we've gone, we're, we've brought it into the game and Australians have left and moved on to, and Penrith Panthers are, are the current sort of exponents of it, um, being able to create footy, even if it's 20, 10 metres off your try line, they're not... Um, uh, afraid to shift two, three, three passes wide. We seem to think that it's field position, field position and territory and that's it. And, and we, we want to base our game off the back of that. I think that that mentality passed some time ago. We still, we still haven't got mm. the um, memo. Yeah, Richie, you're dead right. The, you know, the, the left-hand side that Sean Johnson plays on, the uh, sorry, the left-hand side that Cody played on, the right-hand side that Sean sticks to, if you have a look... Um, at some of the, the better teams where their their movable parts, their six and seven, they're linking up and shifting that ball two or three wide. What what do you just think it's a, it's a lack of wanting to do it or that Nathan Brown hasn't seen that everyone else is moving on and just playing what's in front of them? Yeah, I don't think looking at it from that performance, it's not being presented to them in a way for which they, they can be, uh, I guess, um, confident. Uh, feel they they be supported and the ability to shift that. Look, you're never going to get it right. And the 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 first thing in this type of footy is to accept that defensively you're going to have to um, cover yourself when things don't go too well when you try to do that sort of footy. But um, the moment they they look apprehensive, they don't they don't look confident to, to examine or test it. Um, it. It looks too forced when they do do it. So it's mm. it's more structured than it is. Um, um, uh. Oh, looks like we might have just. Hey. You still, you still there, Richie? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. No, it does look, it does look pretty structured. I look, I, I agree with you, Richie. What's, what's probably when I mean, you, you know, a lot of these kids that have been coming through the grades because you've, you've been coaching in the, the Fox Memorial, the Premiership here in Auckland, where most of them are playing. Is there a kid that's standing out for you that should be getting a crack in the Warriors side? Um, you know, I mean, look, I mean, if there was an upside on this performance, well, the, just the fact that they had a game of, and they played the two young centres, um, by Leah and Berry, Rocker Berry. Yeah, and they and you and you right. you've been a prolific centre, um, mate. Are they up to this? Are they up to standard? You know, because as you know, when we played. 
there was so much expectation on your centres. You know, it's one of the hardest places to defend on the field. Are you thinking that the, the, the centres have been stereotyped um, just more as a as a back row sitting out there as opposed to being the attacking player and the and the threat that they're meant to be back in the that we used to have back in the late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, yeah. Look, uh, and, uh, you're right. They've done it for a while here. They've put the wings of centres. Um, a lot of coaches, certainly the coaches like Nathan Brown, who who struggled at best, he struggles as a coach. That's why he found himself picking up the Warriors job. You know, so you've got to go back to little situations like that. He's, he, he hasn't proven himself to be a, um, a sought-after coach. He's jumped in here. It's a new life for him. Typical sort of coaches like that could win because they don't want to. They, they don't feel confident enough to allow these um, and I call them kids inexperienced to uh, test test the their uh, flair. And if they are not prepared to allow them to test their flair, then the, the, that that flair gets uh, coached out of them and they become a second row out on the edge. That's not what centres have ever really been about. Certainly not the best centres. And if you look around in the game, um, I think they're an un. Well, not unspoken, but they're not they're not um, praised or, or, or recognised enough to be the difference between one team and another. I, I think they are, but at the moment, mm. look, these two are young, which is why I do like the fact they chucked them in. It'll be disappointing if they don't give them many games moving forward. I thought Bailea defensively needs to work on his um, confidence defensively, but um, first game, I don't think he's much more than 20 years old, but um, Rocco, he, he doesn't give me the... Um, the excitement that he's going to turn into a uh, a, a frightening centre, um, very safe. But um, look, so again, young. We don't know what, what confidence can do to an individual when they're young, and then they start to get a bit of uh, experience behind them. Hey, Richie, I've been listening to the last five, ten minutes, mate. You're making absolute sense because when I think of the Warriors, I think back to the early 2000s when they just played whatever they played, seen, you know, Farmwina over the back of his head and they scored that wonderful try at Mount Smart in Auckland. Like, the identity is freestyle, razzle-dazzle, just play what they see, offload galore. If you were a coach and if you went back into the team, would you be trying to instill the Warriors' identity? Because like from hearing you talk, I feel like they have definitely been coached out of that and we've lost that freedom, that willingness to just throw the ball around from all parts of the field. You know, and I, I carry the flag that I think part of that identity got um, phased out and, and continued to do in the fact that we, we continue to lead towards the Australians to coach the, uh, the Warriors, which was born out of ultimately the Kiwis. New Zealanders wanted to show their, their ability across the park, not just players, but also management, trainers, coaches, administrators. Um, and it's, it's been hijacked from the Australian. Um, they're forging their mentality into the, in, into the Warriors, uh, almost saying that, you know, that, that style of football is not uh, politically correct. So let's, let's straighten you <laughs> out. Let's get these, you know, um, Tuck your shirt and pull your socks up, pal, and you guys will go okay. But um, yeah, we as Kiwis kind of kind of like to go against that. Well, we we tend to want to challenge authority. Um, or certainly Get those braids out of your hair. Hey, talking about challenging, <laughs> talk about a challenging authority, mate. You know, why did it? Did, why don't you tell people why I played that music? You've got a you've got a boat story. You've got a digger story. You've been you've been involved in a couple of pub car park brawls. Tell us some tell us some why I've played that music, mate. 
I can't even help you there. What I what I do know is the, the car park rule. I'll I'll save you, Kempi, um, <laughs> from any trouble. As, as often as the case, it was normally that was the only reason how I got into brawls. Was you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a funny story, oh, mate. Richie, Richie, over summer, Kempi filled in, and um, oh man, he had us for about half an hour in hysterics, telling us this story about you on the water matter harbour um and uh, i'm not going to go through that story but yeah mate um indeed was you don't get a moldy boy bit of money and 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 a boat don't buy a boat that's what you do you get a bit of cash you go what the heck what shall i do a boat yeah i've never been out on the harbour but um it wasn't interesting i'm sure the boat uh, the boat master whoever was watching and 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 the crowd on the on the shore sounded uh, entertaining. <laughs> yeah, mate, and, and not well, not, not, a, boat. not a, had the boat for a week. Yeah, not only that, and, and <laughs> Judith, Judith and the mink coat, mate. Judith and the mink coat and the mayday calls—they were all, it was all fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, mate, good to talk to you today. I um. I hope that you do get a shot one day, Richie, in the NRL. You know, um, they can't they can't do any worse than they've they've got at the moment. If they can, if they want someone who understands what flair is about, then um, you know, Richie Blackmore brings it in bucket loads. But mate, good to talk to you. I can't wait to get you in the out, up here to come and have a beer with the boys and tell them a few few of those stories. I know I know they're going to have to bring their laughing their laughing goggles because they'll be crying for hours. Excellent, mate. Nice talking, mate. And uh, yeah, look, I, I hope that the um, this coming week the Warriors pick up the um, performance a bit, and um, we get a they get a win. Won't be easy against the um, uh, who is it? Uh, Gold Coast. Yeah, thanks, Richie. Yeah, that's my good mate, Richie. Cheers, Richie. Richie Blackmore. Uh, yeah, look, Louis, great man. Great man. He he gotta fill gotta fill us in on the rest of that. Like, just quick, give us the like, give us the two minute version. Oh mate, this this like you said, Maori boy with a lot of money driving driving down Westhaven. You know you know that up here is he yeah. driving down Westhaven towards yeah. the Harbour Bridge. Yeah. Looks out to his right, he sees a boat. It looks like the the cars on Miami Vice. He said, "I said what it looked like." He said, "Had a spoiler, yeah. <laughs> had a spoiler." So he, he turns around, he turns around, goes back, he walks in to the shop and says, oh, "I want to buy a boat." And the guy says, "What boat?" He says, "That one." And he said, "What the one the one out there?" He goes, "Yeah, the one with the spoiler." So that's Friday. That's Friday. <laughs> Takes it yep. out Saturday. Yep. Guy gives him free fishing rods and all that. Takes it. his wife comes in with a mink coat and high heels, and the kid, and the two yeah. girls and takes takes the boat out. And I said, "And what what about those big poles with the red, the red and the green on them? What did you do when you saw those?" He goes, "Mate, danger, danger! Stayed as far away from them as possible." <laughs> and, he, and made it out. He made it out, and he didn't even know how to put a bit of bait on a hook. He said, "We didn't, we didn't do much fishing." And he said, "I didn't check the weather. Weather got up and started blowing, blowing the shit out of the boat. It was, a, it was like a speedboat. It shouldn't have been out in the harbour." So, so he's decided to come back. He said, "It was, it was hell for leather trying to get back into the harbour." Um, and yeah. the wife's on the he, he gets back and he's trying to come back up the Waitemata to get into to the viaduct there well he can't get in the guy says mate you can't come in here it's full you know and he's going oh shit he said you have to go around the corner to Milford so he's going shit off to get back out into the harbour it's dangerous so they get back out mate they're going around well the wife sort of ended up on the mobile mayday mayday we're in trouble mayday <laughs> <laughs> this is the funniest part he gets around I don't know if you've been to Milford but he gets around there and he says this water's going over this big concrete, <laughs> like big concrete um, breakwater. And he's looking at it, he's going, yeah. 
Well, how the hell do they get over that? Well, slow tide, mate. <laughs> so he goes, he, go, he goes to me, he goes. Oh, you must have had to just floor it. I thought you must have just had to floor it. So, oh nah. So he, she's going, mate, 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 in a mink coat. And what he said was, all the boys are laughing on the beach because they're watching the from the boatmaster's house, <laughs> and he's floored the speedboat, and he's tried to jump over the breakwater. And the boat's got stuck on top of the breakwater. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like 10 o'clock in the morning, mate. The beach is full of people. And he's jumped out and he's holding the boat up because the waves are hitting it. Trying to say, get out, get out. They go, what do we do? He goes, get in a cab. <laughs> so so, so they, they jump in a cab, go home. Mate, he's left it there on the breakwater. No. And, and, the, and no. he's, he's gone home and he said, oh, no, what happens when the tide comes and it's going to smash into all those boats? But the boat master was watching, mate. They came down. They said, thanks, Richie. That was the funniest thing we've ever seen. <laughs> and I don't know if you go back and read the history of it. In the, in the paper, oh. Richie Blackmore had to pull out of the game the following day because he pulled a hamstring. Well, he actually had all his feet were cut from oyster shells. from <laughs> standing oh. on the oyster shells in the water, mate. Just the funniest man. Um, the stories that I've ever heard, mate. He's got a hundred of them and a, and a really good bloke to boot. Oh, oh, that was so good. That was one of the great yarns, Kev. You're a good storyteller too. Hopefully we can sit down and have a quiet one with Richie Blackmore, <laughs> mate. And I want to come back and talk about his uh, about the Warriors and how they've gone away from from being the Warriors' identity. I, I, that just to- made total sense, mate. And I, I could see you in the background just like, Green nod in your head. He made absolute sense here was Richie Blackmore, and I think we could touch on that a little bit more because I feel the same um, just having a really listen to that. But coming up, we're going to have a wee chat to Paulie Mwari for our TAB live catch-up. That was Richie Blackmore. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. What a great man. Good to have him on the show. If you missed that chat, go to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on wherever you get your podcasts or in the SENZ app. ECNZ app, even better. Uh, some awesome thoughts on the Warriors. We'll follow up in a second. TAB.co.nz is where I go to put all of my wages on. And I saw something quite sickening come up on my Twitter feed this morning, and I want to talk to Paulie Mawadi, the party, about it. How's this for a $12 bet, lads? $12 trifecta. Rock and horse mm. to win. The field second. The field for third. Returns $12,978. The astrologist was paying about 30-something bucks for a place in September. Run was paying about ten bucks, about 7 bucks a place as well. Paulie, that is what... It's like a punter's... I was about to say something gross. That's just a punter's dream, isn't it? That was fantastic. Uh, not just the fact that Rock and Horse won. Well, obviously, they needed Rock and Horse to win because uh, they had it uh, all alone at the top. Uh, but the fact that... Um, the hot favourites didn't uh, uh, run second. Um, so, yeah, a lovely way to pick up 12 grand in a matter of, what, mm. around a minute. That's fantastic. <laughs> very, very profitable, Paulie. What do you got for us today that we need to know about? Um, well, seeing as Kempe's here, I, I just had a look at the early markets for the NRL this coming weekend. Um, the punters... They're sticking with the Warriors. They're, uh, they don't mind the way they're going. They're currently $3.05 uh, to beat the Gold Coast Titans this weekend. Um, and the money has gone there. Of course, we've got that Warriors top eight bonus back uh, promotion. I can tell you in that top eight uh, book, we've taken four times, almost four times, as much money on the Warriors as we have the rest of the field put together. Um, so 
you all all the other 15 teams put together, the Warriors have almost four times as much money on them to finish in the top eight uh, than the rest of the field uh, put together. There's also a big multi uh, that we've just taken as well. There's an $8,000 multi on the Melbourne Storm to beat the uh, Bunnies and the Penrith Panthers uh, to beat St. George. Doesn't look the worst to me. That's to return a tick under $15,000. So $8,000 multi on the Storm and the Panthers both to win this weekend. Yeah, look, I think the Pan- I think the Panthers is definite. And, and just having a chat to Louis, you know, he's going, oh, I think Melbourne might be in trouble. I said, well, Jesse Bromwich comes straight back in for Christian Welsh. Um, you got young Harry Grant comes straight back in for Brandon Smith. So you're not losing anything there. But the the, the one mm. why it's such a strong multi and why they put that money on it is because Munster's back. So, um, yeah, best of luck for whoever's playing their first game against Munster. He looks fit. Um, trolled pretty well and should go all right. So, yeah, good good bet that one, I think. Yeah. Uh, I hope he's got his haircut all sorted as well, <laughs> just for you, uh, Kempe. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't have the hubcap, so you he's know, sweet. You know, the thing about Kempe, Paul, is that, like, he fires shots, but to be fair, he is impeccably groomed. He's got his chin strap that he's had when Prince, <laughs> that he's had since the day Princess Di passed away. That's and right. he, and he, <laughs> it looks like he's had this fade. When, when You must have had a fade done in the last couple of weeks. Uh, yep, it's a it's a couple it's a, definitely a couple of weeks old. It probably needs a bit of a tune up. But um, you know the thing with the fade. It's, look, I've been going to the barber since I was since 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 I was allowed to earn money. You know, <laughs> my dad cut my hair. It's a funny story, mate. He cut my brother's hair one time. He cut my brother's hair, my old man. He took it all off. My brother started crying, <laughs> and I felt really sorry for my brother. So I went to my old man. I gave him the scissors. He take it all off, and. Um, he took it all off. I was, mate, I try. I was, I was nearly crying too. But my brother was looking at me, going, "Man, you're mental." And I, I said, "Come on, man, let's go to the bathroom." We never had gel, but the old man had brill cream. I took my hell hand in the brill cream and I put it all in my hair. I said, "That looks pretty cool." Eh? And my brother started smiling. He goes, "Oh, I didn't know you could do that." <laughs> Story time with Uncle, with Uncle Kim. Wow, he's got a yarn for everything, Paulie. We'll, we'll catch you tomorrow. We need to shoot off. We're gonna. We're going to get to... Uh, the brill cream and the Old Spice. <laughs> I love Old Spice, mate. Of course you do, Kimby. Of course you do. The least surprising thing ever. 28 away from 9 o'clock. We're going to get off because we're talking lawn porn. We're talking lawn porn soon with Simon, who's got the best lawn in the country, and that is, that's a fact. That's done. That's decided. All right, that was TAB update with Paulie Mawadi. Uh, head the earth with hundreds of sports markets to choose from. Here's Araha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Alrighty, Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We are 25 away from nine. We've got to head off soon because we've got to catch up with Simon from Mount Pleasant down in Izzy's way. Simon Slade, he has won the best lawn. And, you know, they're actually saying that his lawn is the equivalent of an international cricket field. Uh, Izzy, mm. you reckon you've got a pretty tidy lawn, don't you? I do, I do. I have a not, not a bad lawn and my, go- my guy down here, Matt Wright, he helps me out with it. Um, it does take up a lot of time and it does take up a lot of money as well. So I've had to cut back um, on a couple of costs. But listen to Simon last night, he mows it four times. He's got one of those, like, you know, lawn bowls kind of mowers, the real old school. They cut really short. 
Um, you've got to fertilize it like a couple of times a month, water it every day. There's all these little um, uh, weed killers that you've got to use as well. Like, there's so much time and effort, and you can get really carried away with it. I just love um, just striping it up. So, my good mate, he does it. I'm looking forward to this chat. I want to see. What really goes on behind the scenes? Yeah. So looking forward to it, bud. I, I want to know how much money he spends, and I don't think he'll tell mm. us. A um, bit of live sports update before we shoot off. We got Cam Smith, Paul Casey, Keegan Bradley, and a three-way go for the lead at the players. TPC Sawgrass. I tell you what, I'm a bit old-fashioned. I love it when a golf tournament, when they're in the final round of the fourth round, uh, the, the back nine of the fourth, final round, and they're still... Only single digits under par. I love it. It means that the golf course has been tested. There's a three-way go at eight under as well. So people clipping at Cam Smith's heels. If the, he wins, we're going to talk to his caddy tomorrow. I reckon Sam Pinfold will be fired up because the pay packet here, well, they're going to have a big, big night. That's what's going on in live sport around the world. We've got a great conversation to have about the Warriors at some stage, lads. We might do it tomorrow about where that flair has gone and how we can get it back. I know Kempi and Izzy, you guys are passionate about that. Right now, it's 23 minutes away from nine. Simon Slade, New Zealand's best lawn, up after this. If you're into lawn porn, stay tuned. Morning, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. We're 18 away from nine before we cross over to Rick. Rick Dog, he's taken over from Smithy and then Aroha with the news. But great to chat a little bit of league there, Kempi. It was good. We're going to get over to Simon Slade shortly and have a chat about lawn porn. But um, we'll, we might as well have a little touch up on this uh, this league chat quickly. Um, hey, hey just before we do that, I just want to take a um, mm-hmm. big shout out to Jess yesterday for holding a um, a meeting um, and introducing Pet Refuge. Um, get along and have a look at them, petrefuge.org.nz. Uh, housing housing dogs um, in the domestic violence cases. Uh, mate, I'm a, I'm a, I've always been a massive dog um, fan. You know, my boy Bruiser, um, who's the local local. Oh, he's everybody's dog out at Muruwai, mate. He owns the, the cul-de-sac. He goes in and out of houses. He comes back smelling like spaghetti bolognese. He's one of those staffies that needs to get on a treadmill every day. <laughs> um, mm. But like his old man. Um, but, yeah, just such a great co-popper that, that they do for, you know, everyone forgets about their pets, you know. And um, just a big shout-out to Jess for, for the work that she did yesterday, just informing us on, on that great co-popper that's out there. Nice. Nice, mate. Good little update. Yeah, I totally agree. I've, got, I've just become a pet owner with my beautiful dog Nala and my cat Sky, and uh, the family is happy. Nala's all grown up. She's so bloody good too. Actually, is he? He's a little. I, I was yeah. when 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 Kempi was telling that story about Richie Blackmore. All I could think about in my head was when you got your jet boat, and like. And, uh-huh. and I was like, I'd be so worried for you just flying down the WiMAC there, <laughs> just like when you the first day and you named it the Cruise Slayer, and you're just like, I am invincible, and just hitting a hitting a shingle bank and just you know, go flying out. Have you ever had any close calls? Uh look, I'll be honest. When I got a um, when I got the jet boat, I bought the boat. I've never actually driven a jet boat, so I bought this boat. Never actually driven one. And when you jet boating is totally like you actually, it's a it's pretty difficult. Like it goes against all instincts of driving a car. Like speed is your friend. You got no brakes. Like if you're in trouble, go faster, which is probably the worst thing when you're driving a car. Um, so like, yeah, I was pretty nervous. But anyway, this is the story. I bought the boat. And I was driving down to go launch it for the first time. 
I pulled up to the um, lights and I looked behind me and there's just an absolute cloud of smoke. Cloud of smoke. And I'm like, what's going on here? What's going on here? So obviously I bought a trailer and a boat that has brakes. And I forgot to pull the brakes off on the trailer. So I've driven <laughs> about a couple of kilometres down the road. <laughs> and this thing is smoking up a storm. And then I'm like, oh, no, what's happened here? And then someone goes, hey, mate, your brakes are on. And I was like trying to show off. I was like, yeah, I know, I know. Sorry, but yeah, yeah I've just turned them <laughs> off. But I didn't even know what I was doing. So I had to get out at the lights and just pretend I was doing something. Anyway, got to the got to the river backed it into the river and I just couldn't get the boat in there fast enough because the whole thing just went <laughs> when it just cooled off and all the brakes had started cooling off mate yeah. and everyone's just laughing at me but you know you want to be a stubborn bloke like you know what you're doing so I pulled um got it in there went for a ride and uh rest is history but yep I've I've crashed it I've crashed into everything I've nearly flipped the thing they're very very dangerous but that was my, my boat story. Got a few more for them too. Anyway, we've got Simon Slade on the show, boys. we better get over because it's lawn porn time. A simple pleasure which many Kiwi men absolutely obsess over. The question about which lawn is the greatest of them all has been answered this month. Ah, oh, the judges mustn't have heard about my lawn. Anyway, Simon, so you're lucky. Two was Simon Slade of Mount Pleasant taking the honours. His lawn is so perfect as being compared to the outfield of international cricket venues. What are his secrets? And will he share them? Let's find out now, because Simon's on the line. Morning, Simon. Congratulations. Good morning. Cheers. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Nah, great to have you on the show, mate. I was watching the news last night. It's a pretty stunning lawn you got there, mate. Tell us about the effort and the money that goes into this lawn, <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> oh, the, 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 money, the money side of things, I don't keep, don't keep track of their... Um, I think the wife would ban me if she knew how much was being spent on it, but... um. Yeah, if it's sort of uh, summer and spring, it's mowed sort of three times a week, and then it's um, fertilised regularly, and I'm sort of out there, yeah, checking over things. So there's, yeah, countless sort of hours in the weekends and evenings um, spent on it. But nah, enjoy it and love it. It's good sitting there having a beer and, um, yeah, admiring it. Mate, do you, do, you sleep, do you sleep on it? Do you wake up in the morning and jump out of bed in your budgie smugglers and go around and roll around in it and just like, ooh, geez, that feels so good. Is it that good? No, yeah, it's good. It's, yeah, it's great walking on bare feet. People that come over love walking on a bare feet, and the the kids love ripping it up on their bikes. That's their sort of um, their pleasures. Sort of um, after it's been striped up, going down like a racetrack, and um, seeing how sort of how fast they can move on it. Mate, I was I was listening to to your wife talk about it last night, and she feels left out, mate. Uh, you know, she feels like the lawn becomes <laughs> yeah, before, yeah, yeah. before her, mate. What's going on there? Yeah, she um. No, yeah, she thinks she's um, down the thing. I think I think it's more the fact that I'm usually out there, sort of just after she's cooked dinner and it's um, dishes time, and she asks who's sort of on clean up, and I'm <laughs> I'm out of I'm the first first one to escape outside, sort of thing. So um, I think yeah, that's that's more her thing. But no, she's got involved in it, sort of on the social media side. She sort of um, she takes little videos of me, and I'm sort of um, I'm just sort of sitting there on camera when she's sort of spying um, spying away and posting pictures and stuff. Man, I'm I'm a I'm a avid um, lawn man myself, you know, like I love a good mowed lawn. I, you know, like getting my lawnmower out and walking around with the lawnmower. I think it's very, very um, good for your mental health. But I've never had a lawn without weeds in it. Like, you know, do, do you not <laughs> yeah. have any birds around your house? What's the, what's the secret, mate? Just like tell me how do you get a good lawn? 
Uh, what's that? Yeah, probably a couple of things, sort of like basic things, sort of for beginners and stuff, is that sort of regular mowing, sort of regularly fertilising it and stuff, just a slow release fertiliser once a month. Um, the biggest thing I probably see with a lot of people's lawns is they are um, sort of underseeded, so they have a lot of like patchy bits and stuff. And the best thing to do with that is um, chuck a bit of extra seed down in those patchy bits if you can sort of match your current seed, and then a bit of topsoil like that and. Um, yeah, just keep doing that sort of until it sort of everything fills in because a lot of people, yeah, it's just sort of dirt patches and stuff and it just looks very thin. So mm. fill it out and then, um, yeah, that's probably the biggest tip. For the weed sort of thing, there's um, there's a couple of products you can get sort of from Mitre 10, called, one's called Turf Clean that you can get and that removes weeds without killing the grass and stuff and that's quite a good way of um, getting them out. And then again, once your lawn's thick, the weeds tend to not come through because there's no sort of um, space created for them. Great advice. A, yeah, great advice. Yeah. What about pets, mate? I've got a little dilemma at the moment. My dog is oh, peeing everywhere yeah. and, and burning my lawn. <laughs> so you've obviously got you've yes, obviously got no he's pets. He's got no pets. <laughs> no, we've got we've got chickens. We've got chickens and the chickens free range on the lawn, but they seem to be all right with it. But yeah, um on one of the one of the Facebook groups I'm on sort of thing, a lot of people yeah, with the dogs and stuff, um, yeah, that's um that's been a big dilemma and stuff. Some people have had tips about sort of putting the different things you can like put in your water and stuff like that. But I'm not yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure on the dog, on the dog one. Unless you can train them to go in a certain area, um, that sort of yeah, that's outside my scope. I can handle handle kids and chickens, but um, yeah, not sure on the dog. Sorry. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Oh, mate, you got a you got a beautiful lawn. I saw it on uh, on the news last night. I love my lawn, but I'm not quite that hard out, and my dog's pretty much ruined yeah. it. Uh, at the moment, so I'll, I've kind of let it get away. But um, before we let you go, mate, what, what, how was it? Was there many other solid lawns in, involved in the judging, and, and what did you win? Yeah, there's some pretty good uh, lawns in there. There's a couple I saw that was um, pretty impressive and stuff. So yeah, it was um, pretty good um, competition stuff. I got a uh, got a lawnmower, so I added that to the collection. I think I've got five lawnmowers now. So the wife's trying to get me to sell, sell, sell some of them. <laughs> She's Five feeling neglected, miles. mate. Did you hear that? She's feeling neglected. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I better spend some time. I'll take her out for dinner or something this week and go out and celebrate. <laughs> do a picnic on your lawn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, we can do that. I'll arrange that. Mate, have you been contacted by anyone around the country? Because there's, there's a few golf courses that need some good people. Some race tracks? Some race, yeah, some, <laughs> mate, Racing New Zealand's looking for, a, for decent a people who can keep the courses open. Have you been contacted by anyone? Yeah, yeah, no. I was, I was waiting for a call from the PM for the um for the lawn up there and stuff. And they <laughs> do, 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 do that, do that all soon. Good man. Awesome, awesome. Simon Slade, he is the winner of the National Lawn of the Year. Well done, mate. Congratulations and thanks for your time on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Cheers, appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Awesome, Simon Slade, mate. That would cost an arm leg, tell you. Oh, 100%. Five lawn mowers. Man, you can get carried away with the lawn of the lawn chat, I reckon, mate. I love my lawn, and uh, lucky I've got a good bloke that helps me out because um, he's an absolute champion. And I need to put me a little golf green on this lawn very, very shortly. What's happening, boys? What's happening? Tilly's come in and turned it onto YouTube, so I don't know what's happening in the golf. Quickly, give me an update. Uh, somebody has just holed one from about, I will say, ooh, 120 out, little pitching wedge in hand, and that was very good. It was Brian Harmon. He's only one over, but he holed one from a long way out. Pretty exciting. Victor Hovland with a share of the lead. Cam Smith, Paul Casey, ooh. and Keegan Bradley. Oh, and Lahiri, five-way go for 
the to- at the top. Cam Smith, just kidding, has birdied one. He goes 10 under. Sam Pinfold, get it done, pinners. 340k sling for you if you can get this one done <laughs> as another ball goes into the 17th drink. We'll keep updated right till the death here at 9am on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Rick Dog to sleep on it after this. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.